What is up, everybody? Welcome back, man. Come on inside. Happy post-Halloween to everybody. I know you've been eating candy for the last 24 hours, so you know, you're probably feeling pretty bad about yourself, but don't worry about it. The holidays are right around the corner, so you're just going to gain more weight anyway. Who cares? We're going to have a good time. It's all good. We welcome you back. Glad you made it inside the cafe for another episode. And my name is Brian Dick. I'm here with a man who is so far ahead of the game that he's already wound his clock back an hour. Uh, Mr. Ryan Copenhaver. Ryan, how are you feeling, brother? Is that why I've been getting up so early this week? Yeah, it could be. I am good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. You feeling good? I am feeling great. Yeah. I got my beer here. I got my menu. I am yeah, good to go. man. Well, you know, the best thing about it, Ryan, the cool thing about our job is each and every week people walk in here that are insanely talented. And have so much to talk about and, have, and, and, and tell us about what's going on. We have Summer and Eric with us, man. How are you guys doing? We're great. Fantastic. Welcome. Oh, man. I've been looking forward to this for a while. You know, we got in touch with each other. And it was, you know, we didn't have a lot of trouble working out a date. You guys are pretty open to everything. And I'm like, great. <coughs> and now you're here. And I'm so excited about finding out everything that's going on with you guys. And welcome to the Homestead Studios. We appreciate it. The fact that we have seven kids between us and can work anything out is... <laughs> Amazing. That's a, a story it's a in itself. Seven. Christmas miracle. Seven children. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you. we got to get into that definitely for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, before we get too far, Ryan's got that brand new menu folded up in front of him here, and I'm going to have him go through it. You guys get a pen and paper out because we want you to go support these local artists. All right. Thank you, Brian. Okay. So Tally Ho Theater starts it off. November 3rd is Brother Kane. Yep. November 4th is Gold Dust Woman, which is FM plus Stevie Nicks. Well, yeah, what that means, that's my notes to you. That's Fleetwood Mac and the Stevie Nicks tribute band. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, there you go. Sorry about that. All good. Hollywood Casino is up next. November 3rd is the Marshall Tucker Band. Yeah, man. Heard it in a love song. <clears throat> that's her big hit. Yeah. Everybody knows that one, right? Yeah. Then we move on to the Bear Chase Brewery. On November 2nd, Melissa Quinn Fox. On the 3rd is Shane Gamble. On the 4th is Kimberly Burke and Tommy Plus Kim. And then Chris Brown on November 5th. Yeah, you guys, you, you all play over there a lot, right? Yeah. You probably know do. most of yeah. those guests, right? We sure do, yeah. We definitely so do. So I figure, yeah. I mean, it's, what a lineup <laughs> they get up over there. That, that place is hopping. Wow, it is. right? It is. And yeah. the best view that you can get. Anywhere, I, I have think. yet to get Top there, which is terrible to say, but the pictures that I see look amazing, so I'm sure it is. Wow. Okay, cool. Anyway, sorry about that, Ryan. All good. <laughs> Box Office Brewery on November 3rd is the River's Edge Band, and then on the 4th is Foundry Street Project. Yeah, that should be good. Then we move on to the Piccadilly Pub House. November 3rd is Famous Last Words with Maria and Chris, and then on the 4th is DJ Offy. Yeah, man. We got it. Maria and uh, Chris are loyal listeners to the show, man, for Famous Last Words, so... Excellent. Man, they, you talk about great vocalists. They are fantastic. That's a, that's a great. You should go see that. Do as quick as you can yeah. for sure. Friends of we concur inspired. with that. Yes. We love that. Yes, yes, they are wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So at Brightbox, uh, November third, DJ Offy, busy man that weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Mike. then November fourth, uh, Hispanic dance party at yeah, Brightbox. Man. Yeah, that's kind of cool. You know, I'd like to check that out. That high energy music. I was going to say, sure. yeah. sweat some. <laughs> yeah, I, all my candy that I ate for those twenty four hours. Blue Fox Billiards on November 11th is Billy Thompson and Friends of the Show, right? Yeah, Elizabeth's Furnace. Absolutely, both of them. Yeah, that's going to be a good show. Tickets are on sale. I think you can buy them ahead of time. They are a $15 cover at the door. You and I were talking about that early. Yes. Earlier, I should say. Billy Thompson goes on about 8.30, and I think Elizabeth Furnace comes on around 10. That's going to be a good show. Yeah, it should be a good time out there, I think. Yep, for sure. Uh, at the Backseat Event Center, November 4th is Moccasin Creek. Yeah. Do you know anything about them? 
I do not. I haven't heard that name. How about you guys? Have you heard of them? I haven't heard of them. I like the name, though. Yeah, it's kind of a cool name. It, yeah. It's it's that sort of thing that's been happening here where they put a little bit of uh, hip-hop with country music. You know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. That's yeah, cool. yeah, it's kind of a so popular cool. thing right now, and apparently that's what this group is all about. They travel all around. They're a big deal. Nice. I've never seen them, but it um, sounds like that's going to be a good show. So that's tomorrow night, or Saturday night, I mean, I believe. And then West Oaks Farm Market, November 4th, is Alex Kearns, which is a member of the Low Water Bridge Band. Yeah. Uh, and he is on from 1 to 4 that afternoon. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, Paladin is up next, November 3rd, the Phelps Boy, Josh, Ben, and Adam from yeah. 7 to 8. And then it uh, looks like six strings at Bourbon yeah, from Adam's, 8 to 10. Yeah, Adam reached out to me today. He wanted me to let me know. His brothers are going to play the first part of that show. That's kind of cool. That is awesome. It's going to be a little bit of a bluegrass feel to them. And, um you know, I, I can tell from Adam's text, and, you know, you can't tell anything from a text. But I can tell from Adam's text that he was excited to have his brothers out there with it. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to have a good time. That should be a lot of fun in Paladin. <clears throat> um, Paladin and Paladin 2, by the way, didn't list anything else. I don't know what the deal is on that. But anyway, we do know Friday night is going to be busy at the Paladin. So yes. Good. Yep. Uh, the half note, uh, November 3rd, is Robbie Lyman. Yeah, our buddy Robbie's going to be there. Yep. And I said that right. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, the Breed Family Vineyards, November 4th, is Mr. Jim Snedeker. Yeah, Jim. He's excited. That's down here in Green Springs, down here just below where I live, down uh, down off Frog Hollow Road there in that area. And uh, Jim's going to be out there on Saturday, so that should be a lot of fun. Go, go say hi to him, and he would probably have a beer with you, too, I would imagine. Is that all you got? <laughs> that is wrapped up. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on, so make sure you guys write something down and go out and see some of these local artists and support them because it everything is happening right now and you can be part of it if that's all you got man i've got that question before we get started you good with it uh, good all right this one i had to make a little easier some people have been letting me know that they're too hard i didn't think so there's a lot of good minds out there eric i well, you know i figure people can think of stuff right oh yeah well this one's not too hard i don't think but the king elvis presley it's big popular guy still to this day and the question is, what is Elvis Presley's first Billboard number one hit? His very first one. Anybody got a guess? Summer, you piped up. You look like you might no. know. Don't say it. Oh, I can't. Oh, you say can. It. Yeah, if you if you got a guess, shout you it out. Guess? Is it Blue Suede Shoes? That's a good guess, but it's not that Aww. one. It's not that one. Yeah, but you're in the general area. I will tell you that of of time. But it's not that particular song. I'll see myself out. No, yeah. <laughs> We're done here. That's nice, Charlie. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, a, that's actually a really good guess. You got a guess, Ryan? I'm going to say Jailhouse Rock. That's a oh, very good guess. Not the right not one. The, okay. Not his oh. first one, but Jailhouse Rock is definitely in there. He had 18 number ones. That's ridiculous. That's a that's lot crazy. of number one hits, man. 18. My grandma I had, had no idea. all his uh, eight tracks. Yeah, yeah, I for know, her yeah. car at yeah. the time, which just blew my mind seeing that. I think the Beatles had twenty one, but the Elvis had eighteen. Wow. That's pretty crazy. So wow, but hey, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. I'll give you that answer in a little bit. Summer is that cool? All right, that works. I'm going to be brainstorming. Over here <laughs> I, I can't let this go. Well, the cafe is so blessed to have Summer and Eric in in tonight, and we're so glad you made it out and you can share your story with us. Tell us how's it going right now. What's it like to be you guys? Are you having fun? Good summer, all that kind of stuff. Busy. We're busy. super busy. Yeah. Uh, we're just very happy. We feel that we've had a great response to our music, and who could ask for more? We're just having a good time. We've met so many cool people, and we've talked about this. When we're looking out, we do a lot of people watching, and we're doing something, and all is right in the world at that one moment, and we get to be a part of it. Right, yeah. So we're just having a really good time. That's Sometimes what it's all about. You don't know what is happening in that moment. That might be someone's first date. 
that might be at one time um, there was a couple there that had just been married that day and they requested a song we sang it and we like added to that day for them right so that's like we always keep that in mind like every minute of that we sing at any venue we're thinking there could be someone here today like having a special moment and yeah to add to yeah that. the beauty of music yeah wow very cool well you've been busy so let's let's do let's start all in the beginning first of all when did summer and eric become summer and eric you know it's crazy because summer and eric met like what 10 plus years ago just in the world of teaching we were both elementary school teachers oh cool okay and I ended up, I stayed home with my kids for a few years. I ended up transferring to Eric's school. My daughter, who's a senior now, she was in his fifth grade class. Very cool. Um, so Eric was bringing his guitar to school. And after school, I heard Dave Matthews. And I said, <laughs> what is what is happening? I want to be a part of this. So I think we just started singing after school. Mm -hmm. In the hallway. For fun. And yep. it turned into, let's do some morning announcements. And oh, can you guys do the winter assembly? Yep. And with, what, with Matthew Metz. With Matt Metz. <laughs> hey, yeah. How yeah. cool is Racing that? And Steve guys. Sandy. Steve Sandy it's, played with us, too. Yeah. Wow. He yeah. played the, the, the electric, bass. right? Yep. So um, how long did it take me, Eric? She likes to tell the story at every gig. That's like, <laughs> hear it. Yep. I asked him for seven years. To, no, to I think it was a good four years before he <laughs> but I reminded, relented. I reminded her that she had just had a newborn baby and probably wouldn't <laughs> be okay to like go out and sing yeah. at breweries yet. So. It was fine. I put him in my pocket. We went off. It was all good. So, But that's how it started. And then cool. we actually went to an open mic at McDowell's. Okay. So we're coming up on four years, right? Yep. And yep. that went well. And then from there, um, we just, we said, let's do this. And we started getting booked. And surprisingly, I mean, we didn't really think much was going to come from that. Right. It just kind of snowballed. Right. And, right. And before, like we went from getting the first view to like 80, 90, 100 a year. So nice. Yeah. You know, unexpected, but we're grateful for it. So grateful. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. I'd certainly love to hear from both of you guys on this, but you had mentioned Dave Matthews. <clears throat> they were one of my favorite bands for a long time. I still do listen to them. Mm -hmm. Was they a major influence for you guys and your music? <clears throat> and and what were some others on top of that? For me, um, it was my brother. My, my little brother hadn't played music his entire life. He was a chef. He was very artistic. Um, he moved to North Carolina, lived in Asheville, was, was a chef there. I went down to visit him and he had a guitar in the corner. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> he picks it up and plays like crash into me perfectly. Wow. wow. I'm like, how did this happen? And then like the sibling rivalry kind of kicked in and I'm like, okay, now, <laughs> now I got to learn. So I had him teaching me Dave Matthews band songs, which for all the beginning people out there, do not start with Dave Matthews. <laughs> like, yeah. His chords, the way he plays, that is not normal. So <laughs> silly me, like tried to start learning his songs first. Um, but actually, this guitar is the model that Dave played at the at the time. Nice Martin HD twenty eight, and my brother got the D thirty five, which was what Tim Reynolds played. Nice. So back in the like late nineties, early two thousands, like we thought we were. Gonna you be, guys were authentic. We yeah. thought we were going to be the next Dave and Tim. Right? <laughs> Hey, it's always good to have good, you know, lofty heights to right. reach for. Yeah, right. absolutely. What about you, Summer? So I went to college in Lynchburg, and of course that was Dave's area. And so 
I he was always circling around. I wasn't actually a fan back then. I was just into different genres of music and I would say probably 15 years ago I just discovered the beauty of this acoustic musician. I mean of course we love when they're a full band, but there's just something about him and Tim together. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That is really amazing what they do. So we I started my husband and I we went to like every concert that we could and we were usually up front watching them interact and talk and engage. It just was magic. It was right. pure magic to see what they were creating right there and loving it and loving each other and it was really cool to watch. So that's what pulled me in, I think. Probably enough before that, before Dave Matthews, um the Pearl or not yeah, the Pearl Jam Unplugged, MTV Unplugged. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. When I saw like I already loved their ten album and when I saw them do that unplugged version. Yes. I was like, that was what spoke to me more than the electric. So I was like from now on, everything I do is going to be like on acoustic something. Right. I don't right. care what it is, ukulele. Or <laughs> like. But we, we both grew up in musical homes. My dad's favorite That's band what was I wanted to Led Zeppelin. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my brother, he's 10 years older than me. So I feel like I was introduced to the best 80s band through his bedroom wall, just the bass. <laughs> you know, Men at Work, The Cars, Psychedelic Furs. That was my my big thing. Right. And I still, still, I met Colin Hay a few years ago. He nice. said he liked my name. And I said, Colin, do you want to write a song about summer? And he never has. So I think he was probably just being nice. He was being nice about it. <laughs> he was probably definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, I want to touch on that, what you're just talking about. I want to dig a little bit deeper. This is my my copyrighted question that I have every show, but let's talk about how you both started your individually. Like you mentioned, you were introduced to music from your older siblings and that kind of thing. When did you learn about music is going to be a major part of my life and I want to learn to play and sing? Summer, oh, I'll start with you. Definitely by middle school. I was playing the piano. I was singing. I was getting to do some special things. I actually auditioned for Juilliard. I did not get in, but I, I thought that that was going to be my trajectory and that I was going to move to New York City, which ended up happening, but later. Right. But um, following college, I actually moved to to New York and then to California. I was touring with a musical, oh, a, really? children's, cool. a children's show, and I was doing acting on the side. I did a few episodes of The West Wing and The Wire and America's Most Wanted, just some, you know, fun, fun stuff. And I just kept leaving the acting and sort of going back to the music. And it right. was this children's tour on the West Coast – We were in 20 elementary schools a week, and it was there that I realized I love doing this, but my favorite part was when we would go back to the classrooms after and start talking to the kids. And we were teaching about character education. So I realized we're making these great um, relationships, but there's no follow-up with these kids. So I actually left the whole world of all of that and went back to school to get my teaching license and taught elementary school for 23 years, and there really was not a lot of music happening at all. You know, we thank the military. (laughs) (laughs) We thank the military all the time for their service, but thank you for your service to elementary kids, both of you, because you know that's just as important as anything. And being a teacher is not easy. We know that very well. It's Um, not easy. So when you were when you when you were in high school, you were learned you you were playing the piano. Um, I I guess you know were you playing uh, with the choir in the band? Were you? Did you have? Were you in a jazz ensemble? Were you doing stuff outside of school more often than anything? What was that all about? 
So crazy. Um, we did the musical Grease my freshman year, okay, and I cool. ended up getting a lead role. Okay. And I think that's what solidified. I thought, you know what? I can I can do this. I want to do something with this. I never played the piano at school. I was in show choir and gotcha. yeah. all that super cool, you know, <laughs> stuff. But that's jazz where I hands. found it, jazz hands for sure. <laughs> That's where I found um, where I was most comfortable and where I felt like I could contribute. Right. So. Right. And then, um, you know, in college, I also toured with various groups. I had a full ride for singing my senior year of school. Nice. So, Look at you. Yeah. That's awesome. I just, yeah, my parents, I was a five year plan. So they were very happy that <laughs> that fifth year was covered. <laughs> So as a parent, I can relate. That's, That's right. <laughs> so we just, I, it was sort of just always there and dabbling and doing it full time yeah. and then taking a step back and yeah. And were you, you were exposed to all different styles of music at that at point, probably right? All different styles. Like, and, and you didn't, did you didn't have a favorite or did you like to, I enjoyed all different styles. Did, is that the same for you? I love it. I, there's no way I can pinpoint. Right. So my freshman year, um, I, I was obsessed with the Beatles. Okay. And I remember I was having a slumber party one night and I covered up, I took all of the Beatles down because I, I felt like, you know, this isn't cool. Right. They're not going to get it. It's just not, it's not then, the thing. Then right they're now. not cool. Now That's you realize right. No, I knew that I was cool all along. <laughs> yes. but, you know. Yeah. You were. So, but so many different genres. I mean, my parents just growing up with the fifties music, the right. Shirelles and Elvis, of course. And then my dad, hard rock, Led Zeppelin, yeah. the Eagles. Yeah. yeah so I yeah, I really, it was really because of that. I think it just sort of led me right in that direction. I'm turning the spotlight on you, Eric. You said your brother had a guitar. Mm -hmm. So I know a little bit about that. Is it, be, is it further back that things started for you musically or was it at that point? It does playing the trumpet in the marching band. That counts. counts. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I started that in fifth grade, um, played trumpet all the way through high school. Uh, and as she was talking about her experience, like influencing kids, I remember my junior senior year, I was in students against drunk driving. We used to go around to elementary schools, same thing. Like, and we wrote this rap and we went in there and performed it. And even though I don't claim to be a rapper, but I would go in there and do that. And same thing. I thought this is, I like being this positive Right. Influence on yeah. kids. Yeah. So went to uh, college on an athletic scholarship. Um, oh, cool. For cross country and track. So I had, had no musical plans whatsoever, but I still remember that experience of sure. like going in and performing for kids. And that's where I went into elementary education. Um, probably three years into my career after my brother taught me how to play the guitar. Right. Um, this woman I worked with said, well, do you use your guitar when you teach? And I said, no. She said, well, wouldn't that make it more fun? Yeah. I, said, I, I think you're right. <laughs> so <laughs> Great I actually, idea. Yeah. So that's actually, early on, that's what I was more known for was uh, educational music. Like, I have an album of children's songs that I've done. Very cool. Um, recorded with a guy here in Winchester. Um, have gone around and played at festivals and schools. Um, and my main audience for... 15 years were the students in my class. Very cool. Because yeah. I bring my guitar in every day, like she said, and and play music that I wrote about the things that they were learning. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. What an important thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome because obviously starting at a young age, it makes it so much, I mean, it lives with you forever, right? Because, I mean, I always think about some of the songs that I remember hearing and it puts you back in that exact place of where you were, who you were with, like mm -hmm. some of those experiences. Mm -hmm. How did you guys kind of settle into your style of music? Because it sounds like you have a wide range of 
That took a while. That took of a while. <laughs> we thought we were going to sing Ingrid Michaelson and Nora Jones and Jason Mraz, which we love all of those artists, but that's not us. And right. I also think when people see us, oh, it's an acoustic duo. That's the music they're expecting. Mm-hmm. I think the Lumineers have been our greatest. Oh yeah, there you go. In the past two years, the mm-hmm. Strumbellas, mm-hmm. we cool. love. Who am I missing? For me, like not like the mood that they present, but the male female duo voice on um, the Civil Wars. Yes. So, like, we're a little more upbeat than they were on, with their music, but I've always, my entire life, wanted to sing with a female voice and in harmony, sure. like that we do now. Yes. And I was lucky enough to find out that I always call her my vocal soulmate <laughs> because her like that's the compliment we get the most from people that hear us out at places as your voices pair perfectly. So I think that's, that's just luck Yeah, yeah. that you run into someone and meet someone that their voice matches with yours in harmony. Perfectly. Yeah. Harmonizing is not easy, right? It's not. Yeah. I mean, but that's a special, I don't even special bond. prefer to sing solo. I, I like my voice better when it's with Eric's voice. Yeah. And I said to her, I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever sing solo ever again. <laughs> Because now that I've heard what it sounds like with her voice, I'm like, I don't, I can't picture my voice without right. it. What a great bond yeah. that is. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And most recently, you went to see Lady A with your son and his mm. girlfriend, and Eric was texting me, and he said, oh my gosh, we are revamping everything. Just the way that they would share a verse and come in together and do the chorus, and you know, yeah. it was really tag team, and that wasn't what we were doing all we the were time. Like, we were like, you know... I'll sing the song, you sing the next one, I'll sing this one. Well, of course, we'll harmonize with each other. But when I saw Lady A, like, every song was both of theirs. Yeah, yeah. The way that they came in and the guy would drop out and she'd take over and then she'd drop out. And then they come in in harmony. Like, it was magical. And I'm like, that's what we need to do. It is so cool to see something like that. You gather ideas and information from somebody doing something similar to you. You know what I mean? Right. That's a, that's a cool thing that happens. I want to I want to ask you something a little bit about your your traveling around the elementary schools. I remember when I was in high school years ago, they they had indoor buildings and everything. It was really cool. And we had a band that would come through. It was an anti drug uh, rally thing. I don't know if you had it at your school or not, Ryan, but it was called Free Fair. I don't know if you guys ever remember. Did you ever hear that? I've never heard of one that. Of the, even one of the local guys here, a guy by the name of James Whitfield, was with that band. But they would travel all over the United States, play rock music. They looked rock music. They had the lighting and the sound. They did it in the auditorium. It was cool. Kids went wild. But the whole message was, don't do drugs, which is a great message. That's similar to what you guys were doing, I guess, right? right. Only on a on a earlier level. Um, right. How did that – that had to be great. Like, that – that had to be so satisfying. And you got to see some really cool places, I'm sure, right? Definitely. I toured her more than me because you were like all over the country. Well, we toured the whole West Coast. Right. There you go. And yeah. um, Idaho and Arizona. Just some anything really from cool. big towns to little stuff, right? Everything. Yeah. Every, I think I've been to almost every city in California. Isn't that it crazy? was just amazing. Wow. And you guys even like recorded the music in, in like professional studios and stuff. We did. Yeah. We recorded two CDs. And now remember, this is like 25 years ago. So. Sure. Yeah. Um, I have a cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot play. Ex- I don't have anything to play it on except my vintage Teddy Ruxpin. And it's great to see to see that. <laughs> I love it. Was it was it original stuff you guys were doing? All of it, or were we covering tunes? All of it was original. Really? Okay, that's different then. Okay. I think, um, I, I felt like my whole life I was supposed to go into some sort of service to serve people. And so it just sort of fell into that 
because I knew that at the end of the day, we did something really great today. Maybe we changed somebody's way of thinking or we encouraged somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, it was really cool. It was really cool to see the positivity right. come from that. And sometimes, like in my experience, sometimes the kids that you're influencing grow up to become musicians. Right. Yeah. So like I got, um, there was a girl that I taught in Leesburg like a long time ago. And out of the blue, her mom said, we would like you to come to her college recital, her senior year college recital at Messiah. So I put my kids in the car, drove all the way up to Messiah University. And she was amazing. Like electric guitar up there on stage. And she hadn't seen me since first grade. Oh, wow. So I was standing in the reception line and she comes down and her eyes lit up and on the reception table was a picture of, of she and I, like me and my ukulele and my arm around her. <laughs> and she went into music. She became a music teacher. Isn't that cool? What a, that has to be so grat- you know, gratifying, satisfying, everything. Yep. Golly, knit. My oh, own, very nice. My own daughter um, picked up, she's ukulele now, self-taught, electric guitar because yeah. of her time with Eric. And that's something. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So yeah. with uh, where are some of the venues that you guys have played at? And, and my follow-up is, what is like your all's? Mount Rushmore, like where? Oh, I know you where played? Mount Rushmore is. Okay, let's see if it's the same one. This is Just like on the, the count of three. This one. is like the newlywed yeah. game. Two. Velociraptor. <laughs> one, two, three. Farm. Oh, <laughs> tricked. I tricked you. Oh. Oh. Farm no, Live no. is my, my no, favorite. like, but Mount Rushmore is like where we haven't played yet that we would like to. I think that's what is that what you meant? That by was that? my follow up. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. But okay, but you do love Farm Brew. Farm Brew Live is like, it's one of those places that makes you feel like you're way above where you are because there's a green room, there's a sound engineer running everything, Miss Carolyn. We love yeah. her. Um, she makes um, us sound nervous. There's lights, like you're on this big stage, so that's a cool experience. Okay, where do you want to play that we have? I've always wanted to play like open for someone like the Birchmere. Yes. That's good or pick. Tally Ho. Uh, tally Ho. Tally good Ho pick. We have friends nice. at the Tally Ho. I'll work on that for you somewhere. Yeah. We do, yeah. Thank you. Chris, yeah, I've got absolutely. my T-shirt, my koozie, and the tally ho. Yeah, set. I'm getting. I, I, I email them, and I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks. I'll say, hey, let's figure out something for summer, Eric. Perfect. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. So you guys, like, uh, like Ryan said, you guys are playing all over the place, which is really cool. Um, you know, what sort of um, what sort of you know have you have you you built up a following? People are following you around. I'm sure people walk mm-hmm. up to you and go, "Hey, I saw you last." How that that's starting to feel good, right? Is that cool? Okay, we had the coolest experience. Right? Two, was it two weeks ago? We were at Farm Brew Live. We had met this wonderful woman. She had seen us at Bro probably three years ago, and then we start seeing her. She's at Farm Brew. Where else did we? Craftworks. She came to Craftworks, Craftworks yeah. for her birthday. So two weeks ago, she came up and and surprised us with a little red Corvette. A little toy. Yeah, I was going to bring that toy. up. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And she said, this is in honor of your your latest recording. And yeah. that that was it. That, I thought, oh my gosh, how cool is that? Very cool. Yeah, when they start bringing gifts to you, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. We had one guest <laughs> join us that the, the guy gave him a Taylor guitar. What? So we haven't gotten to that level yet. If but... there's anyone out there with like, <laughs> a guitar, I would gladly accept. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I will take a Range Rover. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> I like setting your sights high. That's great. That's very cool. So I obviously I've noticed you play some different instruments. Um, how about you, Eric? Do you play? I know you mentioned the ukulele. Do you play some other instruments as well? Um, at, at one point, I owned like 12 or 13, I think. My wife was getting really upset. Wow, yeah. Um, but I had like... Uh, 
a banjo ukulele, three different ukuleles, a tenor banjo, a mandolin, and I still have an octave mandolin that I play live when we do stuff. Very cool. I have a 12 string guild, a um, couple six strings. So yeah, it's, it's like, wow. If it has strings on it, I'll play it. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Which one is your favorite? Probably that new 12 string I bought. Yeah. Like I, I researched 12 strings and I wanted a jumbo. Um, and I also wanted like some connection to like the seventies in the past. And I found out the guilds, the big jumbo guilds are what all those guys back then played. Nice. So I thought that's it. That, so I pulled the trigger, bought it. Impulse, right? Mm-hmm. Just get it. And I, um, certainly we we saw your guys' Facebook page. Have you guys embraced the, uh, the internet world of getting out there like on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok? No, we have, <laughs> we are like Facebook and Instagram and we were actually, we, we need to do, I think TikTok will be our next. Yeah. We heard, we heard this whole TikTok thing is like big. It's kind of popular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, at least we don't have MySpace. It could be worse. <laughs> we're almost there though. Right. I would love to hand all that over to like someone who does that for a boy yes i think a lot of like the musicians you've had on the on the podcast probably think the same thing like it's a lot to do both yes Mm -hmm. yes to get there to set everything up yourself to perform for three hours to tear it down yourself and on top of that like do all the social Social media media. sure the website so yeah it's a lot um and I, but I enjoy a lot of it though, like the advertising on Instagram and, and Facebook. I, I like making those things. Well, yeah, I can imagine. We we only perform once a week, and we, thank goodness we have Chris Gray because if we didn't, I don't know what we would do with social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's kind of crazy, <laughs> that's for sure. I'm going to double back real quick on the question that Ryan had, um, Summer. I know you have a, 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 I pronounce it Cajun. Is that what you call it? Your Cajon, drum? Yeah. Cajon? Is we that what call it is? Whatever you want. Uh, yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure. I've heard different pronunciations. I mean, Cajon, well, I like yours much better. It sounds it sounds right. Um, but you play that, obviously you're going to play that here in a little bit. Are you from, are you, are you a drummer in any other way? Like you play a drum set or anything like that? Or you just keep time with the no, cajon? No, this is, um, self-taught. In fact, when we started, this was the extent, <laughs> this was the extent. And then one day Eric presented me with a tambourine and he said, I think you should try this. Yeah. And it just. It was like throwing a fish into the water for the first time. Nice. There you go. She just took <laughs> off. Like rhythm is like natural for her so she picked that tambourine up and like the rhythm was like i'm like where so did you like take lessons were you on youtube she's like no i just started like then i moved up to a i bought a um set of bongos okay and i didn't like how it dug into my my thighs every show and i said this is not gonna work so then i bought a baby cajon just a little mini one to see if if we could make it work and it it was working out Mm -hmm. only your legs were like and they were up after. by my ears. Yeah. Yeah. It's this tiny yeah. thing. Yeah. But, so, yeah, it was time to upgrade. They so. sound great in a setting like yours. Cajuns really do. I mean, yeah. you know, they, it's got a cool sound to them. They, it, we appreciate it. And then um, we just added a stomp pedal. I got a oh, used cool. yeah. stomp pedal at Melody Music. Nice. And, and I actually forgot it a few weeks ago. It was horrible. We felt like we were missing our third band. It was like the bass player didn't show up. <laughs> nice. Because it has that <laughs> yeah. extra like little... Under thump, you know, to oh, everything. Yeah. It really does driving substitute for the bass, I think, for us. Yeah. So, so I was like, don't ever forget that. <laughs> so now before every gig, I get a running checklist. Did you charge your Kindle? Do you have your stomp pedal? 
do not forget this, this, and this. And you will. It'll oh, happen. I always, yeah, 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 I still do. He now brings a charger for my Kindle because he knows it will not be charged. <laughs> a trick, a, a real quick question. Is Melody Music still open in Leesburg? No. no. Where is it, it at now? Is Sterling. Sterling. Yeah. Okay. I knew, I, I used to go to the one in Leesburg all the time, and then I knew that they had moved out of that building. I thought maybe they had come back, but Sterling. Okay, gotcha. Sterling it is. Cafe, still not too yeah. far. They always a great, that was always a great music store for yeah. sure. Great guys. Have you guys ever thought about having like a bass player and like a traditional drummer? Or, I mean, it sounds like you guys have been very successful with just the two of you. We, we get, have actually. Yeah, a lot. Like we've had that compliment a lot too is that we're a duo, but we sound. Almost like a, tr- probably sound more like a trio because she's playing like three instruments simultaneously. Right, right. Um, and then I switch like between different instruments. So, and we harmonize and, and switch off singing throughout the whole thing. So, we've had like, my, I have a nephew who's like a mu- musical proje- prodigy. Um, he's actually the bass player for uh, Howling at the Moon, right? Yeah, Wayne Snow. Wayne Snow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. He's, okay. He's local too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I think I said their band name wrong. How long at the Earth? I don't know. I have to check on. Okay, that. sorry, <laughs> Wayne. sorry, sorry, Wayne. Um, but anyway, he um, he can play anything. Right. He plays keys. He can play guitar. He can play bass. So we've had him join us a couple times on bass. Nice. Without even practicing, he yeah. he hears. He knows what key we're he in. Knows he what knows what key we're he in. He knows what needs to be done. Sure. Right. So yeah. we have had him jump in. We loved that sound. We talked about how different it was with the three of us, mm-hmm. and we loved it. But then there was just something about just when it was the two it's of us. Different. It was just like such it, an acoustic. Yeah, it's different. Like, we loved it, but at the same time, we're like, we also love how we sound just right. the two of us. Right. So. Right, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear some songs. Well, we're going to do that. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I don't want to overstep here, but on your Facebook page and, and, and even on YouTube, your new release is a cover of Prince's Little Red Corvette. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to it today. It's phenomenal. It's really, really good. Thanks. And what? And, and I think in my lifetime, I think I really love people who take a song like that and make it their own, do it in their own style. Um, and there's lots of examples I could give you, but that's what I feel like you all did with that. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you took it and did it in an acoustic style um, with a you know with a duet harmony. So I think it's fabulous. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's one you were thinking about playing tonight. I hope I didn't take any thunder no, away or anything I think like that. that- but- What's interesting, so you heard the studio version. So um, our engineer slash producer, Jarrett, was playing what on that? He was playing the electric. Mm -hmm. And And bass. And some The Hammond organ Mm -hmm. is is also in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, But if you hear us do it just now, it's going to be a completely different, which we would still love to do for you. But it's just different. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, you guys are all strapped up and you got some instruments in front of you. Man, I'd tell you, Ryan and I like to just sit back and listen. I knew that. You guys care to do a couple songs for us? Sure. Let's do it. Sure. Well, talk about what you want to do. Let us know, and uh, we'll go from there. What do you want to start with? You pick. (laughs) (laughs) It's always safe to do that. Do you want to start with Little Red? Let's do that. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Folks, here they are, Summer and Eric, and their new release, Little Red Corvette. Boom. Oh, I gotta give him time to get a capable. We had to we had to put our own spin on it because there's only one prince, right? That's like, right. There's no way you can recreate. Yeah, but there's only one summer in Eric too, yeah. so we can do that. Yeah. Hey. All right, here we go. I guess I should have known 
are off the charts. They're fabulous. Thank you. Wow. Very, very good. My gosh, you know, I don't know about you, Ryan. When I watch them, I, you know, and, and a lot of the guests we have, I do, I sort of get lost in it. I, I forget that we're doing a show and I got to cut you. <laughs> and then I get towards the end of the song, I'm like, oh crap, I got to talk you. <laughs> but you guys are that good. That was wonderful. Thank Man. You. Thank you. Absolutely. Man. Before we do another song, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about, and Summer, I'll start with you because it's etiquette and you're the lady. What sort of influence do you, influences do you have? It doesn't necessarily have to be geared towards your duet, but singers that you admire. Do you have any? Oh my gosh, that's such a broad. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't could know list a can... hundred people right now. Um, you know, I really, I love the female vocalist. Of course, um, 
Stevie Nicks. Oh, yeah. I mean, we yeah. all love Stevie Nicks. Sure. But I also really appreciate Nora Jones, Ingrid Michaelson for their yeah. songwriting, their their voice. You know, we have the similar, just the lower raspy, right. raspy voice, which is, I think, what I was always drawn to. Yeah. Right now, because I have a 17-year-old daughter at home, I'm really appreciating... Taylor Swift. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've got to say, somebody who writes her own music, plays her own instruments, that's really awesome. You can't take it away from her. You she's can't take it away. You, you can't, can't take not, it away. I don't care if you like the genre or not. She's amazingly talented. For she, sure. Yeah, Mrs. my Kelsey. daughter loves, especially when I come in and sing Taylor for her. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Kelsey, I caught that. That was oh. funny. <laughs> I had to, sorry. That's right. <laughs> How about yourself, Eric? Do you, you know, it could be guitar players or singers or whatever, singer-songwriters. Do you have any that you really like? You know what? Um, back in around 2003 or something, close to that time period, I went and saw the Dave Matthews Band at, in Charlottesville. They were mm-hmm. in Scott Stadium. Home. So, Home. But the following night, I had bought tickets to this band that I knew barely anything about called Nickel Creek. Okay. And they were playing at the Birchmere. So I left the, the whole Dave Matthews experience. I, we enjoyed it, but we went to the Birchmere and heard these three young kids, acoustic guitar, fiddle, and mandolin. Nice. Perfect harmonies out of San Diego, California. And that, like, that changed me. I was like, that's, that's it right there. Acoustic instruments, uh, perfect vocal harmonies, um, and that small setting to right. the Birchmere. I mean, like, there isn't a bad seat in that place. So I came away from that going, that's, that's cool. And probably right now, like um, currently, Tyler Childers. Okay, yeah. Just because that man, that man made me love country music again. Right, Like okay. his, just, it's not just like his voice, it's the, the meaning behind it. Like yeah. he, that man means everything he sings. Like his soul comes out in his voice. And that has influenced me greatly because like I can now close my eyes and like, like feel the words. It's not right. enough to just sing the words. I have to feel the words. And sometimes, like, tears will come out of my eyes. I have looked over and seen yeah. there's emotion. Yeah. That's what music is supposed to do. Yep. You know? And that, that's, a, that's a great thing, right, right? A wide range of emotions, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, you know, that's I've what sung I songs earlier. and cried, too. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like it People takes you back to the time. Songs, too. It's, <laughs> it's we were awesome. singing at Lost Barrel one night, and a woman asked us if we would play her wedding song. And we happened to know it. And at that moment, she wheeled up her father, who was suffering from Parkinson's, and oh. she lifted him out and just held him while we sang. And I think that we were both not, there were, I mean, emotion. Talk about emotion. Right. Just, yeah. Again, to witness this moment that we got to be a part of. What wonderful stories. That's awesome. That is awesome. I'm in the way again. Do you guys want, you have another one you can, you can favor us with? It'd be Stop. great. What do you think? The original one? Oh, original. That I, sounds, are you ready to do the original? Sure. <laughs> There's no better time. This is the only original we have written together. I was going to ask that question a little bit. Ryan was one of the two of us was going to get to us for sure. So you answered that question. That's awesome. We'll listen to the song and then we'll come back around and talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Here they are again, folks. Summer and Eric. This is as yet untitled officially. So it's untitled. It's coming it, out in a couple weeks, though. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it for real. If any of the listeners out there have ideas of what we should call it, go ahead and contact us.
a hit i'm telling you that's a great song my thank goodness thank you let's talk Sweet. about that a little bit what what sort of uh is there a story behind that what what emotion caused that song to be written tell me about it summer so last winter i was in new york city visiting my best friend he is actually on broadway in book of mormon nice and since I, I lived in New York City before marriage and kids, and it was just a different life, and I kept thinking, I know I'm going to go back and I'm just going to feel something. I'm going to find myself again. I'm going to feel. I'm going to feel what's what's needed to help me, you know, keep going forward. Right. And I got there, and of course, I it's New York City. I love it, and I have fun with my friends and everything. It was a great time, but it, I it, it's just not it's not for me anymore. I'm right. not meant to live there, and I. I'm okay with that. So I was texting Eric. I was just sending him thoughts from the train. I kept saying, okay, listen, what about this? What about this? I was just texting what I was feeling, and he was twisting them into these beautiful lines to make sense of it all. 
Wow. So I realized I actually, I don't need New York. I did then. I don't now. And where I am right now, like we are right where we're supposed to be. Our metamorphosis has been fun. I think one of the funnest things for us has been our age. I feel like some people see us and we've had young people. They're sort of like, oh, what is this? Oh, Summer and Eric. Let me tell you, after the first song, <laughs> they're on their feet and they stay for three hours and they start following us. And I'm really That's proud cool of part. that. Like, yeah, I'm really that, proud of that. We love that we can connect to people in their teens and 20s yeah. as well as people in their 50s and 60s and 70s. Like, it doesn't seem to matter what age people are. I believe every single word of that because I'm going to tell you, Brian, or Brian, Ryan, if you feel the same way I do, after listening to you guys, I want more. I want to hear more, right? I, I, like, I'm ready I wanna, for another one. Well, I, mean, I don't know if you know, we do it here or whatever, but oh, I'm ready to bad. go find out where you're at. And, and, and the, I mean, wow, I don't know. I'm sort of at a loss of words, but the harmonies are really um, impressive. Uh, I mean, impressive, what do we do but as we approach also, 50? Do we just, yeah, sure. just we'll never like, do anything again? I mean, this and I refuse to do way that of thinking is just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I feel like when we mention our metamorphosis, we're coming into our best chapter. 100%. And I think that whole, like, I'm finally home part, like, that relief. Like, yeah. fi- finding the place where you were meant to be. And it doesn't have to be a geographic place. Right. Right. It can be a person that you're with or a situation that you're in, a job that you find. Like, everybody wants to be home, whatever home means sure. to them. Sure. Yeah. So, 100%. Yeah. I mean, golly, Ned. Yeah. That was a great song. I, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but I'm trying to find it. But it's, uh, you're... Your, your your harmonies are something that entice you to want to listen to more, I guess. Entice is not the word I wanted, but um, if they're haunting in a way, in a really good way, if that <laughs> makes any sense. Not haunting um, like the ghosts at the George Washington. Yeah, yeah maybe, you know, but uh, you know, I'm just trying to think. Jerry Cantrell and Lane Staley. All right. I don't know if you know that those names or not, but they're from Alice in Chains. Yeah, and yeah. they are always going to be known for the harmonies they created. And you guys have that same sort of feel. Your, your, your voices blend so well. I don't know. I'm sure it'll come through on the podcast and people will hear it, but trust me, folks go see summer and Eric, because when you're sitting in front of them, you're going to even hear it more. Agree. It's very natural. Yeah. And you yeah. need to do that because I'm telling you, once you see us, you're going to be all, see them two playing. You're going to be all in on the show. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying you, we got to get them around here. You guys are fabulous. Really. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I loved your story about being in New York, sending him your feelings, kind of getting that getting those words out there. Do you how do you guys come up with like songwriting ideas? I mean, I know it probably comes from all over the place. I'm always curious how you. It's in pieces sometimes. Like, we have, like, a lyric bank. <laughs> we share a Google yeah. Drive where if we have a thought or a yeah. line, we just add it. Yeah. And then we might go back and revisit it. I'll tell you our best work. We were at Lena's in Alexandria one night. We made up a song on the spot. We had just had, um, I don't even remember what happened, but we, we were laughing about it. And Eric, our break ended, he starts playing, and I was like, I don't know what you're, what are you saying? I don't know what, what song this is. But I found the beat, and these words come out, and I, the one... We'll never remember. We'll never remember. (laughs) That song is now gone. The most uncanny thing about us is that I know what what he's about to do, and I was able to follow, and I can predict lyrics, you know, with his rhyme pattern, and... She's a a mind reader, because, like, even early on, like, I was doing, um, we were singing um, Brown Eyed Girl with with the other song that we do with it. Come on, get higher. 
So we like sometimes we like do mashups like that. Sure, yeah. So yeah. I did. We did like a couple verses of "Come On, Get Higher" by Matt Nathanson. Went into Brown Eyed Girl, but I didn't tell her I was going back to the the previous song at the end. I just did it, and it happened perfectly. Like she almost like knew where I was going with it, and she can sometimes almost read my mind with what I'm about to do. Gotcha. Yeah, that's cool. So now the game Eric plays. Every so often is I'm going to change the ending and let's watch and see what Summer does. And guess what? There's, I get the other, She's but, a pro, right? Yeah. But the other day, like at Lost Barrel, we we did a song that we've been doing for a while. And like sometimes those moments are magical. Oh, like we. So yeah. Fun. Yeah. Percussion. He was doing a movement. I've never heard him do the percussion change. And we just looked at each other and we're like, oh, my gosh. You know, right in the middle of it. It was just happening. Yeah. So, yeah. any long answer to your question. It comes in pieces. Sometimes we make it up on the spot. Sometimes I'll send him lyrics or vice versa. Or he'll send me just um, a 30-second melody. Right. What can you do with this? In my experience, if a song's going to come out, for me, it's going to come out all at once. Like, within five to ten minutes. <laughs> so, and and then you let it rest. And, and then you play it a whole bunch. And then you, like, make minor, small changes. But... The feeling has to come out when the feeling wants to come out. Right, right. Very cool. Yeah. Are you recording that? Like when you kind of get to that point so you don't lose that thought or lose? I have like video files on my phone. I do. Yeah. Yeah. We'll set okay. it up during practice That's and cool. record. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah, because there's always like, like you were saying, like lyrics that just pop into your head or a melody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so easy to forget, right? Because you kind of move on to some other things. So yeah. Yeah. that's a great idea to be able to go back and revisit that. Yep. What do you guys do your recordings at? Like the Little Red Corvette? Where's that being done at? Do you go into a studio nearby? Yeah, or? that's Talk about tape. that a little bit. Mixed Talk about another, another soulmate type Talk person. about a soulmate. <laughs> go for it. So um, there's a band out of D.C., Justin Trawick and the Common Good. Okay. Um, and they're like amazing. And there was this one song that he put out, and we were listening to it together on the way to a gig. And we were like, that's it. That's the sound. That's that our we vibe. Want. Yeah, that's our vibe okay. right, with that, that song right there. And then I contacted Justin, asked him who did that for him. And he gave us the name Mixtape Studios, Alexandria, um, Virginia. Uh, Jarrett Nicolay, who is a member of the Virginia Coalition, who's okay. a big touring band back in the 90s, I believe. Right? Yeah, and I've they heard of that. just played the Ocean's yeah. Calling Festival um, yeah. last month in nice. Ocean City with oh, okay. Jason Mraz. Yeah, I yeah. saw that big. Yeah. 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 So a lot of what Jarrett does now is he records out of his home studio. So we contacted him, asked, we met with him, and I walk in the place and there was all this like 80s and Star Wars memorabilia, like the cool. original stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're in the right place. We're in the yeah. right place. It's like, yeah. like our song, like, we're finally home. And mm-hmm. we had actually looked at, I think, four other recording studios. And for whatever reason, it just it, it kept falling apart. Like yeah. nothing panned out. Mm-hmm. Remember, we, we thought we knew where we were going. And we said, this is it. This is the one. And it just never, never happened. It never yeah. worked out. So I also think it's cool with the music process. It just sort of falls into place the way it's yeah. supposed to. Yeah. So yeah. Jarrett is the one who um, gave us, I mean, he added all this great stuff to Little Red Corvette and it totally changed the way that we do it live. Mm-hmm. All this extra cool stuff and different harmonies and all of that. So it's nice wow. to have that second, like that third set of ears. Yeah, sure. Can hear what you're doing and say, what, how, how about if you try this? Or do this a little different, and then it's even better than it's what even we better. were doing. Yeah. So the, our original that we just did, um, that will be out next. We recorded that That's cool. over the end of the summer, and we were just there, what, two weeks ago. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that one because I, I 
So I will we, because we can't wait yeah. to hear what Jarrett does to it. <laughs> He's so gracious to lend us, you know, he'll play the electric or drums or whatever. Gotcha, so. gotcha. All right, wow. so where do people that are going to be booking you, Where? how do they reach out to you? How does that work? We have an email, summerandericduo <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, we have our Facebook, look up Summer Eric Duo, or Instagram, Summer and Eric Duo. Um, if you type those words in, like, you'll find all the most stuff. original band name you've ever heard. <laughs> our first band name was actually a Dave Matthews lyric. Oh, wow. And it just one day, um, did it was you bring me. it up? Yeah, I was at your house and we were practicing what and I looked, I looked it was at right it. side up. Yeah, right, right side up. Am I right side up or upside side down? down. Um, but I looked at her and I was like, I hate her name. And she went, I do too. <laughs> we were like, the whole time we hated it. So we're you like, know, let's yeah. just call ourselves by our, our actual names. By your names that actually, you know, I, I think it paints a better picture yeah. of who you are. I think so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would agree with that. 100%. Right side up sounded too peppy. Like, right side up. Yeah. 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 We're good enough. Watch us. Summer and Eric. Summer That's, Eric. All, yeah. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. What do you got on the horizon? Who, who, when are you playing this weekend? Anything coming up? What's next? We're at Williams Gap Vineyard in Round Hill Friday from 4.30 to 6.30. Um, the following week, we're at one of our favorites, um, Idiom Brewing in Frederick, Maryland on Thursday. Oh, look, she has the calendar right here. Very good. Spit it out out there. Everybody and out. then we're back at that place, Farm Brew Live in Manassas, on Friday the 10th. Um, another one of our, like, these are all our favorites, every one of these. Like, we're lucky enough that we get to, like, play at cool places. And, right. And kind of pick, like, oh, we love that place. We love that place. Um, we're at the Winery of Sunshine Ridge in Gainesville on Saturday the 11th. Back at uh, Lost Barrel Brewing on the 17th. And at Slater Run Vineyards in Upperville on the 18th. Nice, yeah. This Busy is schedule. not far away. Good not for you guys. That, that farm, is it Farm Brew? Does that farm have Brew that right? Live, yeah. That's a big setting down there, isn't it? Isn't it like a it's big amazing. stage yeah. deal? The yeah. first time we went, we were there in the winter months. So we were inside. And when we pulled up and we saw that outdoor stage. Yeah. And in my head, I thought, well, that must be for like other people. But then when we found out we got to sing on that stage, I looked at Eric and I said, what did we do? Why did we think, like, what have Both we gotten ourselves us. into? We got in an argument about who was going to go in. <laughs> why, oh, why, we, why did we sign up for this? I don't know why we signed up for this. You have nothing to be ashamed of anywhere you go, buddy. You can fill any stage you want to. Trust me. You definitely can. Thank you. Well, what did we miss, guys? Ryan, did you miss, did, I, what, did you have any questions that, you, that we jumped over? I don't think so. I mean, I I just have to say, you guys are amazing. Like the harmonies are just Aww, yeah. So I'm still blown away too. Yeah, incredible. Like it's so it seems so natural. Yeah. I mean, it really does. It's Thank awesome. You. Thank Jim, you guys for sharing a couple of songs with us. Jim Jim Snedeker's listening right now, and I know he's dancing a jig too, aren't oh, you, Jim? Yeah. I know he likes harmonies. So uh, yeah, that's cool. So uh, yeah, did we miss anything? You guys, what 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 did we hop over that you wanted to get out there? Summer, anything. How about how Summer eats uh, chicken fingers while... Yeah. <laughs> okay, this happened once. This happened one time. It was a long day and I was hungry and they were right there. So I sort of kept the beat with my right hand and dipped my chicken finger with the left hand. <laughs> and Eric was staring straight ahead, just singing in the moment. And he looks over and I was like... <laughs> like that's, the, that's what su Summer... That, summer is unpredictable. That is a You don't know what she's going to say. You don't know what she's going to do. So when I look over and like, She's like wrist deep in the, in the dip. 
Um, it was Lost Barrel, and it was phenomenal. We highly That's recommend their saying, food. Right? And yeah. you would also, you would eat a chicken finger, too, if you could play the guitar with one hand. Yeah, that's, that, that, that could that be your problem. Food. That's not fair. <laughs> Did you have to, like, wipe down the cajon when you were all done? They had, like, chicken stuff all over your I'm sure my cajon was a mess <laughs> when all was said and done. All right. Our other thing is our professionalism. Really, um, Eric has... I thought you swallowed a bug, and I just collapsed because he was choking, and we were in the middle of a song, and yeah. it was I, I can't hold it together. That's so funny. <laughs> That's one of the cool parts about like doing music with someone, like a band, duo, trio, is like the just the crazy things that happen. Yeah, That's like, what oh, makes it great. Remember when the person some someone fell, someone had too much to drink, and they fell, and it was the loudest sound I've ever heard because it was like a metal chair that went onto the cement floor. And Eric knew. He turned stealthily and he looked at me and he said, don't do it. Do not do it. Because she's going to laugh. She's going to laugh. Yeah. I turned around and I just sort of... Shaking. <laughs> like the, the shaker, your shaker, like all of a sudden was going in beat Double to your time, laughing. Right? It wasn't the, the song's beat. It was like just the laughing beat. Yeah. That's what makes good memories. You so, never man. know what's going to happen. You don't remember the song that went perfectly, but you remember the ones that didn't. That's why you got to look at it, you know? Yep. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Well, man, we are so glad you took time to share all this with us, man. The one thing I want to ask is let's set up something down the road and come back yeah. and catch up to. with you We'd again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really want to do that because, you know, kind of keep up with what's going on. And, of course, in the meantime, make sure you send us all of your happenings so that we can get it on the menu and let everybody know where they can find you for yeah, sure. We will. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have enjoyed the, the heck out of having you here. So thank you so much for doing that. Well, thank, thank you guys and for your support oh, of absolutely. local musicians and live music. And, you know, that's really special what you guys do. So yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, you guys are you guys are serving an area along with Winchester. You're over in Northern Virginia. So all the folks over there that are aware of Summer and Area, keep going and supporting them. Also, reach out and like, uh, you know, follow us on Facebook. Or, yeah, follow us on Facebook, I mean, because... Um, You'll get to know more musicians around the area, too. Plus, if you guys have folks that you'd like to suggest to come on our show, we'd love to do that, we too. We have you know? tons so, of folks to yeah. suggest. Well, we'd just love to have them. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So yeah, we could definitely, definitely do that, too. So anyway, glad you guys did that. That was so much fun. Before we get out of here, i got to close up with a couple of things. we got to get back to that question. I know it's been bugging. Oh, Elvis. Bugging, yeah, the Elvis question. It's been bugging summer. What's your she, guess? She said she was going to be. I give up. I have. I have nothing left to offer. You're going to okay. go. Oh man! When I give you the answer, you're going to be like, "Oh darn, Eric, any others?" Yeah. I, I am horrible at um, trivia at timelines. Just oh, gotcha. timelines. Just timelines. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I don't know what the year was, was. late in his career. And okay, what was the year? Fifty six. Nineteen fifty six. And it wasn't Jailhouse Rock. That yep. would. No, his number one hit, the first Elvis Presley Billboard number one hit was. Heartbreak Hotel, mm. which was mm. recorded and released in January of 1956. Wow. See, I told you, Summer, you were going to do that because you've heard that song a bajillion times. 56. <laughs> that's the that's the very first Elvis Presley hit, and he had eighteen or seventeen more. He had eighteen total, uh, so he was quite a busy guy, and still to this day, one of the biggest selling artists even now, which is pretty impressive for sure. So. Folks, we appreciate you taking time being with us here once again on the cafe. It's been so much fun hanging out with Summer and Eric. Make sure you guys uh, tune in for next week, too. We've got some great artists coming up down the road. I'll give the you check our schedule online if you'd like to. We, we'll have it on there for sure. Um, in the meantime, make sure you go out and see some local artists. Go up and tell them hello that you heard them on the uh, cafe. Make sure you buy them a drink. I don't know what Summer and Eric, they like passably ribbon beer. I know that. So if you're out somewhere Cheers, and you see Terry, them. Cheers, Terry Teeter. That's for you. <laughs> You can have a you can have a have a beer for each one of them and go out and see them and listen to them play for a while and you will be hooked, I promise. In the meantime, folks, make sure you tune in again next week. 
if you're out driving around and you're in that left lane, you know I'm mad at you. Stop it. <laughs> and until we meet again, peace. <laughs>